Hi, welcome to the show. I'm your host, Emily Green, otherwise known as Emily the Medium. This show is a space where I'll share my teachings around life after death, the soul, intuition, developing psychic abilities, and so much more. Together, we will expand our minds beyond what is widely accepted as truth and start to see the mind, body, and soul from a completely different perspective. This is a Soul Fire production. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the show. Hope you're having a beautiful day wherever you are in time and space. I don't know why I'm talking like a robot right now, but that's all right. I hope you're doing well. So excited to be back here with you and incredibly excited to introduce this interview to you today. Today is actually one of my first repeat guests. Technically, this person that I have on the podcast today has been on the podcast, albeit not in a live format. So today I had the chance to chat with my friend, my soul sister, always a teacher and an inspiration for me, cosmic meteorologist and astrologer Shannon Hugman. This conversation, as you will hear throughout, is just one of the most inspiring conversations I've gotten to have in quite a minute. It was such a beautiful way to start off the month of March. We recorded this on March 1st and we talked current energies, which Shannon talks about a lot. That's her terminology. That's the language that she uses for kind of giving a, you know, cosmic weather report of what the vibe is. So we opened up the episode with that. So you'll hear her speak of that. She gives such a brilliant explanation of the current energies and what we all may be feeling right now. Although, as she says in the episode, if you're not feeling this way, that is also totally okay. But I just love the way that she describes energy. And then we moved on to just having an incredible, very mind-bending conversation about all things time and natural cycles and oh, star seeds and how we both came into experiences like that. We talk about some potential discrepancies in being, you know, as a as a teacher or leader uh, in the spiritual space. Um, we talk about multidimensionality, which we've been talking about a lot on the podcast. It was just all around such an incredible conversation, so much so that I recorded this to a cloud drive and I wasn't able to have access to this interview with Shannon for a few days after the interview because the cloud was having such a hard time processing the recording. So, you know, it finally made it, but we temporarily tripped the the breaker in the cloud the 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 robots were deciding if they wanted to re let us release this conversation to the world so in the end, they decided it was acceptable. So here we are. I'm joking, by the way, um, but kind of not. So I really hope you enjoy this conversation with my friend, my teacher, cosmic meteorologist and astrologer, Shannon Hugman. And also just as a heads up, if you love these episodes with Shannon, we might actually make these episodes a regular thing. Every couple months, we do a check-in, we have a chat. I'm excited about the idea. Shannon's excited about the idea. So let's see what happens. Stay tuned, hope you enjoy. Let us know your feedback. If you haven't already subscribed and reviewed the podcast, I would deeply, deeply appreciate it. Just wanted to send out a love note to all of you who 
loyally and very regularly download and listen to the podcast and send me beautiful messages just detailing your experiences and your breakthroughs. I appreciate all of you so much. And if you haven't already left a review, I would appreciate that so, so deeply. Um, It really helps just grow the podcast and get my message out to more people around the world. And also just a special thank you to anyone who has shared my podcast with their friends, family, people that they know who they think that my podcast could benefit. I think that is the most beautiful thing in the world. And thank you for sharing it um, from the bottom of my heart. I love you. I love you. I love you. And I hope you have a beautiful day. And I hope you really enjoy this conversation with my friend, Shannon Hugman. Shannon, welcome back to the show. I'm so happy to have you here. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. Yes, me too. So Shannon has actually technically been on the podcast before, but not in a live interview format. So if you haven't already listened to episode 25 with Shannon, Shannon came into my membership and did an amazing, amazing guest teaching. Like I actually still, I've listened back. I rarely listen back to my own episodes and I've listened back to that teaching that you gave like multiple times since then. So it was just so amazing. And I've gotten so much incredible feedback from so many people about it. And actually, I was waiting till we were recording to tell you about this. But I think somewhere in there, you talked about the sort of financial crash in 2008 and sort of starting to talk about some of that stuff moving into 2021. And then some of the, you know, all that kind of stuff with the stock market and the financial stuff happened in January, I think. And I had people messaging like, Shannon called it, you know, <laughs> of course. So it was just so, it was such a, such an amazing teaching and I'm, and I'm so happy to have you here live and we can chat. It's so good. Well, oh, that's awesome. Thanks yeah. for having me. And uh, yeah, I have been talking about, cause I've been doing this for about 10 years now. And yeah. so I've been talking about 2020 from an astrological perspective, uh, for a while. And so once 2020 happened, I would get lots of messages. People are like, did you know, you must've known. <laughs> I never know what I'm saying. <laughs> I just open my, it's first. I have to re-listen to myself to <laughs> grasp it. So that makes me, um, really happy that that episode is still, um, absolutely. Awesome. And I think it'll give for, I think it'll give for a long time. And that's, what's so cool about you. You know, you really, and I always, I always notice this and point this out, but you, you just let the words come out of your mouth in, in the coolest way. And, and like you, I, I have this happen to me too, where I don't really know why, what I'm saying or why I'm saying this, but I think it's such a, the way that you teach is such a beautiful example because it's just like, you don't have to necessarily understand it at present time, but it really is like when you just let yourself kind of let it rip and just speak, just channel really what can happen. is just so beautiful. So anyway, it's amazing. Loved it. So wh- where I want to start, where I want to pick up is is at the time we're recording this, we are March 1st, 2021. So start of a new month. It's coming up on spring equinox and I'm so excited and there's all of that, but we just kind of came off like a quite a intense February. There was a lot happening in February. So I'd love to chat current energies with you for a second and just kind of your take on February, January, February, and kind of where we're headed in March and onward. Yeah, totally. I'd love to. So one of the things I like to think about when I talk about current energies is I think about, I call it current energy. I like using that language, Um, but it's basically just where the planets are transiting. So for anybody who's listening, thinking like, what is current energies? (laughs) I just think of it as where the planets are transiting. And so we've been in 
from an astrological perspective from the zodiac. So obviously if you live um, in the Southern hemisphere, it's not going to be your specific season, but we've been in the winter season. So we've been in the winter signs. And so we had the darkest days of the year in the Northern hemisphere starting on uh, December. And so those those constellations as the sun was transiting those signs, which is December, January, February, it would be a Sag, Capricorn, Aquarius, and then now we're in Pisces. And so these are the final signs of the Zodiac. So I'm going to talk more about this as we get into it, but looking at the Zodiac as a whole, looking at the Zodiac as a story, not just something that breaks us into 12 categories and says, Hey, you're that and I'm this. We're actually all, all the signs. We're actually, the Zodiac is actually this epic story, this narrative of creation that's unfolding. So we'll get more into that as we go, but where we've been at in the story is the end of the Zodiac story. And so our calendars, or at least the Gregorian calendar, which most of the world uses, uh, begins in January, right? So that's our new year in January. However, from the Zodiac's perspective, the new year is on what you mentioned, Emily, the spring equinox. (laughs) So I I probably will get into the calendar and (laughs) my whole take on that. I would love for you to get into that. I've been doing a lot of research on it. It's it's very broken. Anyway, continue. Yeah, we'll totally get there. So, but from that perspective, we've been in this wonky time right now where our calendar tells us it's fresh, it's new start, it's new year, 2021. Here we go. Let's leave behind 2020. Yeah, we're still in the same astrological year. So we haven't wrapped up everything that's happened since last March. So obviously we can all sit and say, you know, a lot has gone down since, since last March, you know, this is when all these big shifts started happening. And so where we've been at really since December, I would say, and maybe you've even some like a listener, you maybe you've been feeling it since November. Like that's, that's great too. There's no like there's no line here when you're supposed to feel it, but we've been at the end of the Zodiac story, those final signs, which again is that Capricorn, Aquarius, Pisces. We could also add Sag before Capricorn, even maybe, maybe even Scorpio before that, but really like, so we're looking at the last five to three months of the end of the story. And when we get into these archetypes, again, thinking about it as talking about the Zodiac now and the Zodiac signs as chapters of a book or steps to a ladder or, you know, uh, Uh, segments on a Netflix series, right? It's like every sign brings a different episode. We could think of it almost as. And so as humans, we're going to be watching, you know, our favorite Netflix series, and we're going to attach meaning to certain characters, and we're going to resonate with certain um, scenes or certain episodes. So we can resonate with certain energies of the Zodiac, right? Like we can say, hey, I'm a Sagittarius, and I love Sagittarius. Or we can say, hey, I was born on a full moon. I'm using you as an example, Emily. (laughs) You can say, I'm born on a full moon, so full moons are my time. We can always attach our own meaning to the Zodiac to the cycles and astrology can be used as a really personal, deep self-explorative tool. However, we can also just look at it as, okay, what's this larger story unfolding? And this is the current energies. And from that perspective of the larger story that's unfolding, we've been at the end of this pivotal year that began last spring equinox um, on March, March 20th. So think about it. Yeah, exactly. So think about it. If you have been, um, I don't know, like running a marathon or something and at the end of the marathon, you're going to be drained. You're going to be exhausted. Maybe you're going to find some of that, like running on fuel or uh, running on like steam or something. I don't know what that 
uh, cars uh, run on fumes. fumes. That's yes. exactly yeah. it. Fumes. Yeah. Um, so we're going to, you know, we're going to find something to keep us going, but I would say really for the last couple months, there's been this running on fumes kind of energy because we've yeah. been at the end. And so I have also been feeling this analogy. Um, and maybe some of you won't remember it because I feel like this is old, but there's these old five alive commercials yes. um, where it's like, they say like, take the plunge and you drink the five <laughs> alive and you fall back into like some water behind yes. you. Yes. And so I feel like that's always the end of the Zodiac. When we get into Aquarius, when we get into Pisces, especially what we're in right now, it's this call for, you know, just take the plunge, like take the plunge. Or maybe it's like crossing that end of the marathon and like, ah, oh, you know, you just fall down because you just yeah. ran a freaking marathon. Yeah. So that's been the current energies. It's like exhaustion. It's, um, you know, running on fumes, it's wrapping up, but there is no one size fits all. So if you're like, I feel better than ever. Awesome. Great. Like, don't, don't, please don't try to be exhausted if you're not exhausted. Right. It's like, there's, it's, it's yes. great. If you're feeling fine. Yeah. Um, that's amazing. But also if you're feeling exhausted and you're looking at the calendar year and you're saying, okay, this is a new year. I got to hit my goals or I was supposed to be going to the gym every day. And now we're 10 months, 10 weeks in and I haven't gone to the gym at all. And you know, all this, um, expectations for ourselves. And I really think that this time of year, these current energies that we're in is where we can almost, I want to say it as like create a new narrative or write a new story that breaks free from the calendar year that says, Hey, you know, so we're, cause we're in this weird time beginning of the year because the world says it's the beginning of a new year, but the Zodiac says, this is the end. What are you humans doing? It's still winter. <laughs> like, stop trying to like harvest your tomatoes. The, the yeah. seeds haven't even been planted yet. Right. So we're in this wonky time. And I really feel we've had tons of uh, transits in Aquarius. Yeah. Uh, and that also really started in December as well with the great conjunction, which was Saturn and Jupiter coming together. And it was visible from the sky. And a lot of people were likening that to the star of Bethlehem. And I think I talked about that a lot in the other episode. Yes. So we entered into these big Aquarian times and Aquarius, if it's, if it's nothing else is the innovator. It's the one who is the early adopter or the pioneer or the outsider or the misfit who's going to do it differently. So it almost feels like we've had this big emphasis on all this Aquarian energy during this wonky time of the year where we're kind of like, you know, there's a lot of different ways we can look at it. And I feel like it's a time to innovate our relationships to these cycles relationship to, you know, the cycles of time is a big one. The cycles of our bodies is another one, the cycles of our calendar, which is also like time. Um, but then also nature's cycles. So I'm really feeling like these current energies where we've been at is this invitation to get back into nature's cycles, get back into these natural rhythms and as much as possible, which it depends on, you know, your lifestyle or your responsibilities, like how possible it is for you, but as much as possible, really moving away from these false fake synthetic metrics of Mm -hmm. time, or again, we could even talk about the body, you know, this whole in our world, like, you know, you're healthy if you look a certain way sometimes. And there's so many people, myself included, who are learning, no, that's part of, you know, diet culture or fat phobia. And hey, no, I'm actually health. There's health at every size. I'm I'm friends with an amazing health at every size dietitian. And it's like blows open the paradigm of, hey, wait a minute. It's not natural for everybody to be one 
size. We all have different bodies, just like it's not natural for everybody to, you know, work the work week and then have the weekend off. And for you, it might be natural. That's the thing for you. It might be so natural to do that for you. It might be natural to be in a, you know, a a thin body, let's say, which is, is great. It's fine. And this is where we're at in this Aquarian energy is it's this freedom to just be, I keep saying, and I think I probably said in the podcast is like, let your freak flag fly, like be yourself, individuality, uniqueness, opportunity to shine your piece of the stained glass window. Cause we're all part of this mosaic uh, of creation. So we're in this time where it's like really important to trust ourselves, trust our bodies. And that looks like, you know, eating when you feel called to eat or drinking water when you feel called. And I mean, there's obviously going to be situations where people, you know, no, there's no one size fits all. So for some person, they might need to eat on a regimented schedule because that's part of their journey. So what I'm not trying to say is it's one size fits all. I'm actually saying the opposite is that we now have this freedom to take it in what are our natural cycles and following those natural cycles. And they, you know, there's a big chance our natural cycles right now, which come from inside, which come from this deeper um, energetic place, even a cellular place within our bodies aren't going to fit in to the norm of what we've been taught or what we've been raised as. So even though it could sound as simple as like, you know, Hey, I'm tired and I'm going to sleep. Even though I said I was going to go to the gym every day. So that sounds super simple. That's a revolutionary act. That's a rebellious choice to stay in bed and listen to your body in a world that tells you, no, 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 you need to, you know, I'm going to use the body example again. Like, no, you need to work off that five pounds or whatever. So we're actually in these low key, I feel really innovative, revolutionary current energies the last few months, but it comes, you know, and maybe in some people's worlds, they are on the front lines and bless those people who are out there on the front lines, advocating, you know, creating the awareness. And those are the people who we also really, you know, it's important to listen to and amplify those voices and blast those signals. But it's also really important to trust ourselves and live in alignment with our natural cycles and that those natural cycles are probably going to be something we're reclaiming and we're uncovering and we're finding. And and I think the last sort of point I want to say about this is that they come down to how things feel, (laughs) which is like, what? You know, it comes down to something so simple as if it doesn't feel right to go see that person. Can we trust that? And we're kind of in the dark right now because we're in these winter months where the sun is, you know, we're in low sunlight. We don't have a lot of light, which means we don't always have a lot of information right now. So we're asked to turn within and really trust our instincts, trust those feelings, trust those instincts slash probably can feel really, at least me slash super confusing because my instincts are going completely opposite to everything I've been taught and told. Yes. So it's this bridge. I've been talking a lot about we're on this bridge, um, between paradigms really in a lot of ways. Yeah. Wow. So good. Amazing. I could just listen to you speak for hours and hours. And you know that I tell you that every time I talk to you, I think, um, I love hearing it. So, oh my gosh, there's so many different places that I want to go from that, but 
you know, and it's really interesting that this is coming up because this is actually something that I had in my notes that I was like curious and seeing if it would come up and I wanted to talk to you about just on sort of natural cycles and rhythms. And, and I love what you said there just around that simple yet incredibly revolutionary act of, you know, trusting what you feel in moment to moment, like second to second, millisecond to millisecond. And that is one of the most empowering things that we can do at all times. But I, but I just, I love how you put that and how you said that. So coming to, okay, so let me preface this by saying I've been doing a lot of one of my kind of winter season hobbies has been doing a lot of deep diving into our ancient ancestors and ancient civilizations and how their worlds ran essentially and how it's so, so very different from how our world runs today. And even just like to your point around the calendar and the Gregorian calendar and how that's all set up. And I haven't gone so deep of like the exact origins of the Gregorian calendar, but you know, one of the main things that stood out to me is that the world was it used to revolve around solstices and equinoxes and the full moons and the new moons. And, you know, Stonehenge was literally set up for the equinox and the solstices and all this kind of stuff, you know? So, so then we kind of look at our world today and I think that it's getting, there's definitely been a movement and people are becoming more, you know, aware and excited about these kinds of things and aware of the equinoxes and solstices and all this kind of stuff. But it's just interesting to me that there's such a discrepancy between time and natural cycles and the body rhythms and even with women and their menstrual cycles and what the rhetoric is around that and all this kind of stuff. So what, since we're here, since we're on this topic, can we talk about calendars and time and cycles and how that all interrelates with astrology and astronomy and all this kind of stuff. Yeah, totally. This is something that I'm so excited about in my own world too, and just yeah. exploring in my own life, really. Yeah. So one of the places I want to start when I talk about this is, um, and this is something I've been referring to a lot, is the fact that we are made of stardust. So this is proven now by NASA. So we could Google it. Like I'm always one for do your own research, like take this into your world. But if you Google, like humans are made of stardust, we literally are. We're yeah. literally made of the same stuff as stars. Yeah. So that's pretty huge. <laughs> and that's kind that's of, huge. I feel as though, I want to say it as a foundation of everything I talk about or everything I share or all the perspectives I come at it is really this fundamental reframe of who we are as humans. Mm -hmm. So if we are now made of stardust, let's continue this conversation from that perspective. And if this isn't a belief that you hold, that's okay. Like I yeah. said, do your own research, but let's just like play imagination or like play pretend. Yeah. And here we are moving forward through this conversation, pretending or truly knowing or remembering or believing wherever you're at on the spectrum that we are made of stars. We are made of the same stuff as the stars, as the earth, as the sky. So from that perspective, why are we not living in tandem with those natural cycles? So what I mean by that is there's for sure people who are living in tandem with those yeah. natural cycles. I can't say everybody, but I know I didn't learn about that in school. I didn't learn about, you know, the fact that we're made of stars. And so I like to say, I always like to just use our, our, our measurement of time. And I like to use daylight savings as an example, yeah. because we do daylight savings and we're like, Oh, Ashley, wait, uh, let's turn our clocks back or oh, wait, let's turn it forward. When, if we're stardust, we're on those same cycles as those luminaries, as those celestial bodies, why do we have to readjust our devices and, you know, try to compensate? So something's off <laughs> from the get-go, um, yeah. just based on 
my common sense looking at that thinking. Yeah. Okay. So then, you know, we can take it way further and something, and, and I want to start by saying, you know, our calendar was created. The Gregorian calendar was created by Pope Gregory in the late 1500s. Right. And it was, a this is a real, I want to use like the right words because I definitely don't want this conversation to yep paint any generalizations or try to, you know, not be accessible to anybody's belief systems. But essentially this calendar was from the Pope. It was from religious religion. So a religion took over our metrics of time Mm -hmm. and how we measure time. And from a space of, and this is not every religion, um, but throughout the history of religion, there is this narrative that we are worshiping something, you know, in heaven or in the sky or God's out there. And, you know, we got to make sure to do everything right down here when we're alive so we can get there later. And so what if the fact is, so actually I wrote, um, I write on medium Yes, and it's a a blogging platform. And so you can find me there as Shannon Hugman. Um, but I recently wrote a short story about this community, uh, uh, and it just sort of flew out of me, um, this community around, we used to live by the moon and here's what happened. And so part of this inspiration that came through these characters in my mind was this whole fact of, we are now asked to live for the afterlife. (laughs) We are told to, you know, be good on earth. So we get to this after life but what if every day was meant to be alive wow. what if we are meant to be alive every day so i know it's getting kind of far out but i'm just going to keep going with oh, it keep going this is amazing this fact that yeah. it's this point of this calendar again brought in by up by the pope also you know there was a lot of cultures that had to shift and were then forbidden from following, you know, their traditions and teachings in exchange for this calendar. Right. So there's that whole piece to it, but also the fact that that this religion for the, for, again, this is generalized statement, but for the most part, I grew up uh, Christian and I definitely grew up being instilled with the belief that God was this person uh, or this thing, (laughs) this power outside of me. There was never once that someone said, Hey, you're God. Hey, you're made of stardust. And so if that's been the listener's experience and you have that through religion, awesome. I'm not talking um, to your experience. I'm talking to my experience. So, because I don't want to come on here and sound like I'm dissing or slamming anybody's belief systems, but from the perspective of, okay, so now God's outside of us Mm -hmm. and we need to follow these rules in order to get somewhere later in this afterlife. Look at how this has now um, been infiltrated by this idea of linear time, Yeah, right? We have to live right now. So we get there later, but really right now we're made of stars. We're made of stardust. We have everything right now and we're here to be alive. We're here to live every day a lot. So, you know, it's this whole, it, to me, it really feels like this core fundamental separation that occurred. I see it as that this calendar. And again, it can go way past the Gregorian calendar because the Gregorian calendar just was um, an addition to the Julian calendar, which was by, you know, Rome created that. So it's not like this Pope Gregory in the 1500s, like the only one <laughs> who did this. It was always coming for yes. a long time, yes. but because we're in that system, I'm right to that. Yeah. And so it's this, this time we we come in, you know, here's time, here's what calendars are. It doesn't line up yeah. with the celestial bodies out there. <laughs> Plus the core fundamental thing is that it, you aren't divine. You know, yeah. you are, you know, a minion to God and you need to follow these rules. Mm-hmm. So it's this fundamental like disempowerment, disconnection, separation from what's literally radiating through our cells every yeah. moment. Yeah. And so this whole notion of like, we're made of stardust. 
Okay, that's a pretty big loaded thing. And we're all going to have our own, again, I like to think of it as like, take your own research, which means you could go out and look at the NASA studies, but you could also just research by meditating and going within and doing your own case study. You are, you know, your own laboratory in a lot of ways. And so to me, I like to use an example and maybe it's because I'm Canadian. It's like, how much better do you feel when the sun is shining? Yes. Like when you're outside in the sun, especially this time of year in spring here in Canada, it it just changes everything. You feel it deep down. And so that to me is just a way that this being made of stardust can feel because we feel this connection to the sky. We, the sun literally is keeping us alive because it's growing the food that feeds us. It's a natural thing. It's so simple yet so powerful, just the same as the full moon, you know, like uh, there was an amazing full moon this past weekend and it just, you see it and he's like, is there even words for it? I don't really know, but you feel it. And I think about it as like, that's your stardust inside of you (laughs) saying like, Oh, the sun. Yeah. The sun, the feelers like, yes, yummy, 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 because that's who you are. And it comes back down to those natural instincts, trusting your feelings, because there's a reason that you feel the way you feel. And there's a reason that we need the sun to be healthy. There's a reason why the moon aligns with the same average days of the menstrual cycle. And the reason is, is because we are the sun and the stars. We are the moon and our time, first of all, just kind of neglects it all, (laughs) the sun, in terms of like our calendar by things like leap years or uh, daylight savings (laughs) and like, Oh, just just adjust it. You know, just, that's what we always do. It's just Mm -hmm. the normal thing. Mm -hmm. Um, So it actually like almost feels really insulting to me in a lot of ways. Um, And it plays on this whole narrative of, well, it's just the humans. They don't know, you know, they're, they're, you know, you just follow God or here's this, or you have to do that. And it's this, so it to me time. um, And again, our time, is based through religion currently on this Gregorian calendar is separating us from what's true, what's real. And I want to share one more thing on this because, um, and this is pretty far out and I just love that you're creating this space for me to go uh, into it because I, I, so I've known that for the last few years, being in my own laboratory, really trying to listen to my own cycles of time, my own natural instinct instincts of time. And I think that Again, the birth chart is a really exciting tool for that because you can see, okay, so, you know, if, and this might be over some people's heads and that's okay, but say, you know, your birth chart and you know where your 12th house is in your birth chart. So the 12th house is that five alive splash house. It's the Pisces house. So we've all been in a collective splash house, but the, so we all have unique 12th houses as well. So it's like, we're in it collectively from current energies. And this is the time when we need to disperse, like um, dissolve. We need to take the splash. We're tired. We're exhausted. We're drained because we're multidimensional. And that's the area of we're on a multidimensional level. Things are happening on other other planes, let's say. We'll get into that in a second. So where I'm going with this is if you know your chart or you follow the celestial cycles, you know the sun's in Pisces right now and that's the end of the cycle, then you can trust that you feel tired, right? You can trust that you feel feel, oh, I need to, I need to relax. I need to release. And it comes down to trusting you, yeah. trusting yourself. And so that's one example of how you can live based on time. And, and that's what I've been doing in my life, or even with my cycle of my body, knowing like that fourth week, which is similar to the dark moon is right. a time of, of, of release, letting go. And so maybe you choose to follow your body. And if you also want, you could look at where the lunar cycle is and on the new moon and dark moon leading up to the new moon, you can take that time for yourself. So you can live in all these ways where you're living in these natural 
time. Yeah. Another way that this happens too is, and, and really what I'm saying is these actions of living natural time, this is the rebellion. This yeah. is the revolution because you are reclaiming those cycles in your own life. Wow. And so another perfect example is growing food, you know, planting seeds, growing vegetables, waking up with the sun, going to bed. Like it's, there's so many ways that you can take it and run with it. Yes. So why this is powerful. And I don't remember who said this and I'm still going to say it without being able to quote them because it's just relevant to the conversation. But so I'm all about, you know, reclaiming these natural cycles. And I was listening to someone speak and they were saying that part of this human experience is that when we sell when we measure time, we're coding ourselves for mortality. So we are here to live potentially, I don't know, <laughs> again, take your research and do it, do your own research on this. Yeah. This is a big one, yes. but we have these natural, we can, we potentially, we're eternal. We're eternal beings. We come into this body, you know, we're depending on the kind of food we eat or what we do or what we choose, you know, we're, we're, we're coding mortality into us yeah. and time, especially measuring our age by saying, Oh, I'm one year older. Yeah. Now I'm a year older. Oh, I turned 30 in January. It's like, Oh, now I'm old. You know, Oh, there we go. Here we go. We're going to get older and older. Those are our beliefs and our beliefs fundamentally create reality right. for us. So it's almost like, I don't know. I don't want to get like too, uh, out there because I, I think that, you know, there are a lot of agendas out there for sure, but I also want to rein it back into what really matters, yeah. which is those natural cycles that we can reclaim by listening to our bodies, by listening to the sky above us, by watching the full moon, by watching yeah. the crest. Like it's these yeah. simple fundamental things, yeah. yet we're reclaiming this idea of yeah. linear time that one tells us to live for some future thing to give some approval for some, you know, afterlife, mm -hmm. but two also is perpetuating this cycle of getting older, 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 right. because my experience, um, like I feel like I'm 12, like I feel like I'm 12 and I have friends who are in their eighties and I have friends who are like five yeah. and I can relate to all of them. So this yeah. whole idea in my experience of age and time, yes, it, it feels like there's a lot of repercussions to something as simple as celebrating a birthday. And like, I'm, I celebrate like the whole month of January for it's my birthday. So I'm not <laughs> saying don't celebrate, but every day is a celebration, yes. right? What if we reclaim every day we're alive and, yeah. and really kind of coming back to that. Whoa. Oh my God, Shannon, where do I go from here? That was amazing. Okay. Wow. There's so much, there's so much in that, that I want to touch on. And I think I have a touch point that I want to go to, but just a couple mm -hmm. comments. I mean, I think that the way you packaged that was just so amazing. I'm like, a little bit speechless. Um, but no, I, I can, first of all, just to touch on your last point, I completely relate to what you're saying. I think the, the, the age thing is really funny and I've got what I've gotten a lot. And I'm curious to hear your experiences when I don't share my age a lot because, you know, people are like, Oh my God, you're so young. And I, and I work with, and, and, and like, just like you, I have friends on all, you know, age of the, all of the age spectrum, but, and I work with a lot of people, you know, my, my oldest client that I've ever worked with is like 79, you know? So, but, but it's just interesting because, you know, and I share my, oh my God, you're so young. How could you, you know, you don't understand anything yet. And, you know, it's like, it's very interesting. And I just kind of, you know, laugh and smile and, you know, ha ha ha. Um, yeah, exactly. So that's, that's such an interesting point. And I, that felt true when you said that, that are just the current kind of narrative around age and every year. Okay, here we go. You're 30. Now you're 40. <gasps> now you're 50 and you're 60, you know, all of that. It's like, there's this, there is a narrative around that. 
that that is very much about mortality and you know and can you're getting... I add something too yes. because it's like and also from yeah. a more systemic society level once you hit certain ages right then there's different things required of you yeah. right like I remember when I turned 13 and it was like well you're a teenager now mm-hmm. so you have to do this or you have to and my life changed because I turned 13. I mean, not in like a huge way there's, but there's people around the world where it does like think about the young people who, you know, you're, you're of childbearing age, you are now having children or, uh, you know, we go on and on where it's King. It is very extreme more than my experience, but it's like, we hit these dates yes for these ages and then we have to show up in a societal way or we have to show up as something when we don't even feel, I didn't even feel like I was 13. (laughs) I'm like, I don't, I don't want to be this. I don't want to be this old, you know, responsible person yet. Mm -hmm. Although, I mean, now I'm just kind of taking it, but, but this whole thing of exactly what you're saying is we hit those ages and then, then there's also expectations on us because of those ages, which is all of what we're moving out of is I create my own expression versus follow someone else's metric of success. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's amazing. I've just never, I've never thought of it that way, but it's, it's so brilliant, so profound. And I think there's a couple different things that I want to come back to about what you said. You actually were the first kind of person that I ever heard say this, but you're just like, I think I forget, I forget where you said this. I think you've said this multiple times, but you're just like, go look at the moon. Yeah. Go look at the stars, like look up, you know, it's like, it's, that's so simple. But, but what it did for me when I started doing that now, every time I go outside, I'm always citing, okay, there's Orion and you know, there's the Pleiades over here and there's the moon, there's Jupiter, there's Saturn. And I can like, you know, I don't have to use an app anymore. I'm very proud of myself um, because I know where everything is in the sky. But you were the first person who I ever heard said that. And what that did for me was this cascade of epiphanies and breakthroughs around truly the multidimensionality of, you know, who we are, um, which I want to talk about in a second, but you are the first person who I ever heard say that, like, just look up, go look at the moon, go stare at the moon, go stare at Jupiter, go look at Mars tonight, Mars in the sky tonight, you know, Venus is here and this kind of thing. And I think that that is so like very simple, but very empowering for me because it was like, I'm kind of, yeah, I'm realigning myself with this, with the solar system, with the galaxy, with these celestial bodies, as you, as you call them. So anyways, so I want to talk about, okay, I've, I've been having this conversation with quite a few people on the podcast. It's just been coming up so much in 2020 which of course is not a coincidence, but just the, the, I want to talk about, there's been kind of um, more people talking about these things. And, you know, I used to hear people be like, I'm from this galaxy or I'm from here. Or I'm from, and I would always just be kind of like, huh, you know, interesting, but I never quite connected to it or related to it until more recently. And for whatever reason, it seems like there's kind of a, and, and I think you talked about this in our last interview too, there seems like there's a kind of a movement in, you know, 2020, 2021 of, of people who are waking up potentially to their their multidimensionality and you know that there is life on other planets and that's like there's all this disclosure that's coming out and you know it's 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 all very interesting like I'm just fascinated by it and watching it play out so I would love to hear your experience of how you I guess just in your own experience how you came online to this or how you started to integrate this within yourself. And anyway, I'm just curious to hear your whole experience with multidimensionality and so on. Yeah, I love it. Oh, that's awesome. And I've just, before I get into the answer, I want to just anchor and acknowledge the fact that this conversation is coming up in your podcast is because you're holding that space for that. 
So, you know, you have, so just to see you for a second and like give you a little round of applause or an acknowledgement or a standing ovation. It's like the fact that that conversation is coming up and it's flowing out and you're allowing it to flow out is so, is so powerful. And it's, it's so important. So for me, I have my own journey. I'll talk a little bit about, but I want, one of the first things I want to say is back to that fundamental thing of we're made of stardust. We're made of the same things as stars. Science will tell you that. So from that perspective, it's again, let's put on our playful like imagination, um, embrace it and just explore it and, and see where it goes from there. So from that place of, again, remembering fundamentally, we are made of stars. So of course, or, or I shouldn't say of course, but isn't it, wouldn't it be natural to then have connections to certain star, you know, systems or beings. And to me, fundamentally, it comes down to how the information feels. So uh, around like 2011, a friend of mine, uh, actually she was a a coach, a mentor of mine at the time recommended, I read the book bringers of the dawn. And I was reading this book bringers of the dawn, which I recommend for everybody. And it was about the Pleiadians. It's a channeling from the Pleiadians. And for me, I'm reading this book and it's about, um, okay. Cole's note it really quickly because it's worth reading <laughs> and like, I can't even imagine, really can't good. butcher Amazing. it in this little sentence, but a big part of what it is, is that these bringers of the dawn, yeah. which are star seeds, which are you and I, which are any of you listening, which I kind of fundamentally believe are, you know, the majority of people on this planet. Um, I don't have any proof for that, but we are literally bringing a dawn through our DNA, through our cells, because our cells are illuminating. They're bright. And so if you think about its darkest before the dawn, Bringers of the Dawn was written in 1987, um, which aligned with some big astrological events called the Harmonic Convergence. That was a big year. Mm -hmm. And since 1987, there's been astrological alignments like like never before. Um, And and a big part of it it were the years 1990 to 93. That was Uranus and Neptune and Capricorn. And then 2012, we had huge astral alignments. 2020, like it's kind of been nonstop. Um, 2013, we had like a Merkaba, which was really powerful. Anyways, and, and, and yeah, so it goes on and on. Yeah. But really, this is the dawn now. And we are bringing the dawn yeah. through our DNA, yeah. which is just remembering who it is, reclaiming. And and this is where they talk about more bringers of the dawn. And again, I'm sharing this because it resonates and I feel it. Um, we are, so actually let's use an analogy. It's like if we are um, outlets, like little outlets you have on the wall, the sun is, is obviously light. And in this perspective, they talk about light is information. And so the rays of the sun or the inf- the sun has information, which shines out into the world and plugs in to the systems of, you know, life on earth. And so like a plant is going to have that plug, that code to receive that light and then grow into a plant. So it doesn't, it's, this is like basic, right? life is given by the sun, but there's also the people who are, you know, resonate with being these star seeds, Pleiadians, you know, Arcturians, whatever the words are. And I'm going to get more into like that, that in a second about naming it. Yes. But before it's basically just that we have the outlets, right? We have the outlets. It plugs right into us. And what is plugging into us is an, a more informed, right? Because light is information. So yes, it's an awakening. It's an illumination, but basically it's just giving us information so we can really see who we are. Yeah. Just like someone, just like you listening to this podcast and me saying, Hey, guess what? The actual new year from nature is in March. So here's some information. Just, it's just information. Yeah. So to me, 
through bringing this information, we then become in the bringers of the dawn, they call them system busters. And we break these systems that are based on, they call it ignorance or lack of information, right? Because our calendar can control us if we don't know any better, right? So when we're uninformed, we're uninformed. And so, and so now we are becoming more informed and whether that if the thing is like, yeah, maybe that's an external information. Like maybe you read a study or maybe you read a book, but I feel more than ever. It's like, you're laying in the window as the sun's falling on your face. And the information you get is like, wow, I can be nice to myself. You know, it can be these, and they really talk a lot about just the being because when we're those, when we're coded as star seeds, which I know sounds like a big lofty thing, but I actually feel we're all made of stardust. So it's just our nature, right? It's not a, it's not this big, like I have an award because I'm a Pleiadian. Like it's like, no, no, it's we've, we can all relate to this if we want to, we can choose to. Um, However, that our DNA Mm -hmm. shifts this shifts the world. Just like if you're in a room with a dark, it's a dark room and you light a candle. Oh, boom. Now there's light. So we're all candles being lit. Or we've been like you and I, Emily, because we're born after 1987, our whole life, we've been these candles in these dark, uh, you know, in in darkness as in uninformed, um, ignorant to truth. So it's not, it could be pretty dark. It could get creepy, but that's not what I mean by darkness. So from that perspective, um, I was reading Bringers of the Dawn back in like 2011 and I just started getting all these, um, you know, goosebumps in my body or chills or reading I'm a system buster. And I've always wanted to change the systems of the world and yes. reading, you know, your people like you don't fit into normal environments or don't fit. And I was graduating, I was in university and like, I didn't want to get a job in a cubicle. I was like, I can't, I can't do that. <laughs> so to me, that book Bringers of the Dawn validated that I wasn't here to live in in the dark, you know, it's darkest before dawn. I was here to bring the dawn. I was here to change and how I did it was, and how I do it and how all of us do it is through just being ourselves. It's not about, you know, having to do all the stuff. Although I do think action is imperative in our world right now. So that's sort of my journey with it. And I, and I just, continued to feel like, Hey, I have a vibration that's different, not from other humans. I'm not saying I'm better than any other humans. My vibration is different from the systems of power that control the world. So it's this fundamental change where I'm not saying, you know, I am, I'm bringing the dawn because my neighbor is, you know, dark and uninformed. No, I'm a ripple effect that from my candle, I can light my neighbor's candle right. and I can light the other people's candles yes. and then they can light candles. And it's not about busting the systems of other humans. Yeah. It's about breaking out of these unnatural systems like time, right? Or these unnatural systems, even money or again, body image, like uh, just pulling from some examples I've touched on, but we can yes. go on and on and on and on. Yes. So to me, it's like, if you look out at the world and you see that's not right, why is that happening? Like I literally every year for my birthday, I kind of don't even want to say this. Cause you know, they say, if you tell what you wished for, <laughs> I feel like I'm just going to say it, but every year on my birthday, I'd wish for like war to end. Yeah. <laughs> I'd wish for like world peace. Like I didn't understand where there was all this suffering. Yeah. And if you feel that way too, <laughs> and it doesn't matter if you look at the world and you're like, war is bad, but I understand we have to, because these are danger to this, but you can rationalize why these things happen. But if fundamentally you look at the suffering of the world and this separation, which again is either, maybe it's like a religious thing, or maybe it's just a separation from my own empowered self, whatever. And you think 
something's just not right. <laughs> something's just not right with that. Yeah. You know, you could take that label as a star seed if you wanted it. And this yeah. is where I wanted to just talk about the labels for yeah. a second, because I like to use an analogy of a TV set. So imagine a TV, we're all TVs. So I'm a TV, everyone's TV. And just like we know, TVs can watch many different channels, right? And so right, it's like, I could be watching channel Emily right now. You're on like channel three or whatever. <laughs> and yet there's still so many other channels playing right, right now right. And, and people watching those other channels. Yes. So that's how I like to describe multidimensionality because it's, we are watching one channel. We're tuned into one channel yet. There's all these different stories, yeah. timelines, or, you know, content. Yes. <laughs> playing on different channels. Yes. And so it then becomes, what do I tune into? Because when I go to sleep, I'm watching a different channel than when I'm awake. So we're tuned into like, you know, channel 3D reality. And we're told this is the only channel um, from again, like those institutions or systems that raise us like, you know, kind of like, yet there's so many more channels. And so that's how I think of being multidimensional. And that also is a way that I also think of like past lives, for example, because to me, again, time, which time creates past and future isn't real. So there's no past, there's no future (laughs) because there's only now and now ever unfolding and now ever evolving. Um, so, so it's all right now. So one thing I want to say now, I'm jumping over here, but I wanted to just acknowledge yes. this before I forget, because I think part of what your work does, Emily, with being a medium or connecting to people who have transitioned and transformed, that transcends time, yeah. right? That shows that we are eternal. Yes. And you've, I've done work with you before where it's like you, through what you bring through, through my loved ones, it shows me right then and there that they didn't go anywhere, that right. they're eternal. So you're a big part of that and your work and the students that you have and all that kind of stuff. So, okay, we've got it right now, eternal. And I like to think of it as this like vertical existence. We're not living on a horizontal plane. We intersect the horizontal world right now. Yes. Kind of like a graph. So, okay. So right now, TV channel, we can choose, you know, what channels we're watching. And sometimes we can talk about past lives. So I think about it when I say past lives, I like to think of it as it's not necessarily in the past. It's these other channels. Yeah these other stories that are playing out that you could watch, that you yeah. could tune into. So, you know, you could tune into the lifetime when you were, you know, in Atlantis, or you could tune into the lifetime where you were in Lumeria, or you could tune into these different, these different timelines. Yeah. And maybe you tune into this future life where you were an Arcturian and you're back, or you're back on Sirius or, you know, yes. whatever. Yeah. So it's all right now. And it's all, um, we have access to all these different channels, but yeah. this is something that I, I'm wanting to also bring in, and the thing is, this is guys, I know it sounds kind of paradoxical, but I feel like that's the part of this human experience <laughs> yes, is yeah. always the paradox because back in, I think it probably would have been like around 2012, I was part of an online uh, astrology website and it's really active and, you know, getting those people, it was great. But there was what I like to call past life drama what was happening in the community because this is a community of all psychic people, um, powerful people. And there was this narrative around like, well, in a past life, I was married to him. And then he did that in the past life. And now in this lifetime, he's coming to do this. And, and they were... And they're, you know, really powerful people, yet they were literally playing out this past life drama. Like it's like a past life soap opera show or something. Yes. And I was like, no, like I just, I was just like, I'm too grounded down to earth. 
I just was like, this is, this is insane. <laughs> like, you know, for sure, it's not insane to have past life memories or drama, but to play it out in this world. And, and it was kind of a toxic situation with the way the person was using it. So I wasn't buying it. I was like, yeah. not cool. Yeah. So there was a man who was part of this community. Uh, he since passed, he was a Sioux elder and his name was master one feather and he would do um, like sessions. So I was really like distraught by all this. So I had a session with master one feather. I said like, I just don't know what to do with all this past like drama. Like, I don't know. I don't know how to. And he said to me, cause this one person thought she was Cleopatra and he thought he was Lancelot. And like, it was all this kind of stuff. <laughs> and this amazing master said to me, he said, we're all, all of it. We're all of it. So yes, that he has lived the life as Cleopatra, but so have you. Yeah. And you've done that. And so have that. And you've yeah. done that. And that really, to me, resonated and yes. stuck with me yeah. where we're all of it. <laughs> yet just like we're all the Zodiac signs, yeah. yet we can attach our own meaning. We can attach our own meaning. So this means to me, if you, because I definitely resonate with the Palladians. Yeah. So for me, I attach meaning to the Pleiadian story. Right. Therefore, I relate to myself as, you know, if I was to say I'm a Pleiadian starseed, which I'd never really say because I'm not yeah. one for labels. Yeah. Um, but I would say that. So yeah. if you're here thinking, you know, well, what am I? I got to figure out what I am, right? And like, mm -hmm. where did I come from? And it's like, you're all of it. So yeah. take your pick, you know? Yeah. It's just like when we are kids and it's actually, I'm pretty sad about this because my friend was talking about, remember like penny candies? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, wow, those are probably gone now in yeah. a contactless world. I was like, oh, the yeah. penny candy paper bags, those yes. are probably done. But done what forever. I'm picturing, yeah, I'm like, oh, um, but it's probably good for a lot of reasons too. Yeah. But anyways, so it's just, that's what I'm picturing is like yeah. a candy store, <laughs> but all the different star seeds, you know, yes. all the different solar systems, all the different places. Yeah. And you come in and take your pick. And yeah. try that one. And you don't really like sour. Yeah. You know, mm, no, not really sour. And mm, ooh, this one's sweet. This one tastes good. So if you're interested in, you know, discovering, you know, your star heritage or yeah. it starts by just knowing you're all of it, mm. you're all of it. You're made of stars. You literally are coated with existence within you yeah. and explore from that place because now it's not a, it's not, um, an answer that needs to be hunted down. It's an adventure that begins yeah. Right. And so yeah. it's like you begin the adventure and you can see this or feel this or resonate with this. And then, um, yeah, you can like tune into those channels, but it, yeah. it to me, and again, I'm not necessarily like I'm open to all sorts of perspectives and ideas and, and teachers. And there's some amazing, you know, resources out there for this journey, but it doesn't feel like it's so, it's just like astrology. When I hear people say, well, I'm a Scorpio and I'm a Pisces. I always have to tell them your sun sign is Scorpio and your sun sign is Pisces, but you are the whole Zodiac chart. Yeah. And that just comes down to information. We don't, right. we don't have that information or we were never told that information. So to me, when it comes to star seeds, I like to say, yeah, you are Arcturian. Awesome. You know, you are Palladian too, but maybe this lifetime isn't the lifetime where you attach the meaning to it or have the memory or you don't, you know, you don't watch that channel. So I hope that that kind of, um, oh, yeah, gives a full circle perspective of how my journey was, but also how I fundamentally see it for others who want to be on that journey. Absolutely. And I think that that Shannon, that is so important because well, for so many different reasons, first of all, I think that's the thing. And perhaps this now I'm realizing through our conversation that that's kind of what I don't want to say turn me off, but I was kind of a little bit hmm, because it was like, well, I am a Pleiadian and, and, and this is my plea, you know, and, and 
that's fine. Like if there's people here who, who relate to that and you, you've kind of, you know, you've related to that before, but for me, it just felt like there was some dissonance there. I was like, I don't know. <laughs> so I had that exact same kind of, um, understanding all of a sudden in the last couple of months of like, oh, it doesn't really, not that it doesn't matter, but it is about exactly like, what are you individually resonating with? What are you, what, what is, you know, so I, and I think the other thing, the other kind of dissonance point for me is that there seem to be a lot of people who are kind of capitalizing on people's curiosity and insert, you know, like almost like, okay, well, I just tuned into your soul energy and I figured out that you're a Pleiadian. And then the person goes on and they're like, well, I'm a Pleiadian. I'm like, you know, you know what I mean? So I, I had a problem with people capitalizing on that and, and, and not kind of letting the discovery, because it sounds like to me, like you had a discovery process and that's what I've had too. I've had my own discovery process. I haven't really used any resources, I guess you could say. Like I've, I've also read Bringers of the Dawn, incredible. And that kind of was something that sparked the cascade of, of self-discovery for me. But that's what I had an issue with was the capitalization on, you know, what I'm saying. So I love the way you put that. And I think that that is such a beautiful reframe. And even with the past life stuff, that's also so powerful because it's, that's the thing is, you know, and, and I've had a couple of people, you know, who, who, who they'll start out a conversation. And again, this is fine because, and this, hopefully this is like enlightening, you know, it's like, oh, okay. But you know, okay, well, I can't have the relationship that I want because I had this in this past life, but you know, and all this person, and there's a whole story around it, which is fine again, because that's just the way that you're relating to it and understanding it. But I think it's such a powerful point that I've pulled out of this as well is that, and I'm always willing to change my perspective and to see things in a new way. And I think that that's also kind of what I'm getting from this is that, um, you know, if we have like a story attached to something or a way that we're viewing something or a way that we've been told to view something, what if we just kind of go, okay. And, and you said this at the beginning, but does that actually feel true for me? Do I want to rediscover something? Do I want to kind of throw out a label or put a, put a label aside for a moment and try something else. You know what I'm saying? So I love everything that you said there. And I think that's such a, it's, it's so, for me, it's so fun because it's just like every day as I'm discovering something new or I'm seeing something in a new way, or I'm having a new understanding of the, you know, the multidimensionality of, of myself and everyone and everyone, you know, like that's, that's the thing. People listening to this, like that still may be you know, a part of you may not be there in your self-discovery process yet. And that's totally fine. But I think that it's, it's possible for everybody to have this kind of information and realization and knowledge, you know? So, and one more thing I want to say before, and then I have another question that I want to touch on with you, but one more thing that I want to say is even just coming back to something that I've been thinking about a lot too, is even if we come back to like, uh, you know, the pyramids and, and all of these ancient sites all over the world and how like every day still today, like in 2021, they're still discovering things that are older and older and older and older. And so it's almost like these archeologists have been like, okay, time started, you know, here. And it's like, we're going to build our history around that. Right. And then, you know, these, like these, these people make these discoveries and it's like, okay, so time actually went back a lot further than that on earth anyway. And, but, but what's interesting is that those 
people are like, no, 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 we just have to kind of put that aside and pretend that that's not happening because we've built this narrative around this sort of time starting at this certain point, And that's the only way that it's going to be, you know what I'm saying? And so I think that that also ties into this because it's like being willing to challenge your personal beliefs, the beliefs of the world, the narrative of, you know, and, and does that actually feel true? And so I'm very interested by that right now. And I think that that's, it fits into this conversation really well. What do you think about that? Have you, have you yeah, heard this totally, kind of stuff? Totally, totally. Yeah. And I think it, it circles, it connects to what you were saying before too, is what people capitalizing on it. And because to me, it comes from inside and I, and I, I like, I'm so one, I don't want to sound cliche. <laughs> like I always, and for a lot of my work, I try not, I would try not to say, Hey, yeah. it's all within, you know, cause yeah. I don't want to say, Hey, all you have is now. And like, yes. oh, I would actually step around those yes. statements because I didn't want to um, be that cliche yeah. kind of, you know, new agey person. Yeah. And, but yet I'm coming more and more to the fundamental truth. When we're having these conversations, we can only know it within ourselves. And so again, these systems of science that are built on this time and we need to follow that, or they're built on, well, this person told me I was from this place. Um, And I think that's, what's fading out from the same kind of fundamental thing of God's outside of us. Right. It's like the answers are outside. There's this disconnection to what's, what's like roaring and raging and all the oceans of information that exist within ourselves. And that's actually the only things that truly can bring these changes or these deeper knowings. Like someone could tell me I'm a Pleiadian, but if I don't feel it, then, you know, it's never going to really take form. And this is where I think you are a similar person in your work is my work where my goal, and I see you do this with your mediumship students. And my goal is for everybody to be able to give their own readings. Like I do consultations and I love them and they're great and they're exciting, but my goal on this planet, like if I die and people know how to read their own charts, like that is my success. Not if I've made this much money from reading people's charts. So I think we're in this era now where the information we have teachers like you and I who have information to share, but as long as those teachers or people like ourselves are grounded and rooted in, we're here to share this information to give people information to then take it into their own lives, not here's this information and I'm going to give little bits of it to try to control someone else's life. Just like science in a sense, in this perspective, Oh, you know, we're actually just going to ignore that because we got to keep control of all these students in these universities, (laughs) you know, whatever. So I think it comes back to like this core that we're made of stardust. We have it inside of us. And that is something that can't, I want to say like, can't be stopped or something. Like it's just this innate power because you're alive Mm -hmm. because you're alive and it can be hard to be alive. It doesn't mean it's easy. It doesn't mean we're not going to necessarily need people for support, Mm -hmm. right. To help us along the way. But I do think that there's this um, really important discernment of who we look to, to, um, I want to use the right word, but I want to say who we look, even as authority figures, who are the authority figures in our life? I was going to say like who have power over us, but I think when we put someone in an authority role, we also give them power. Yes. So I think that's where we're all moving towards now through these new Aquarian energies, which is like the rest of the decade yes. is it's, and what I think 2020 was a big 
kind of breaking point too is like, okay, what are the rules? What are the regulations? Who wrote them? Who's in charge? And do I want to uphold those systems? Because they can only stand if I'm upholding them and allowing them. Yeah. So I think for someone who, and, and I, I'll use myself as an example. Like I've had people who are psychic and actually Emily, you are a huge part of this healing journey for me. I had a psychic give me some like really not what felt right. Like I gave me this information that like I felt physically ill as soon as I heard it yep. and it knocked me down. Yep. And then luckily like a series of coincidences and I won a con I won a ticket to your group mediumship and right away yep. my angels were like, yeah, forget about that Shannon. That yep. wasn't real. But there was this period for a couple of weeks where someone had told me something yep. that fundamentally shifted how I saw the world that went against my feelings. Yeah. And we need people like you, Emily, to help us get back into to what we truly know. Right. But at the same time, if I was approaching a psychic for answers, you know, there was something there for me to learn because I obviously had that experience. Yeah. So I think it's as soon as we think someone else has the answers for us, someone else can keep us safe. Some system will, you know, do this, or if we just follow this or we just do that and it's external and yeah. if it's external and it resonates with us, perfect. But if it's external and we say, this feels wrong, I'm just going to do it anyways we're choosing to disconnect from our soul. We're choosing to disconnect from our natural instincts. And that's what I think the soul is just our natural instincts, intuition, all that good stuff. Yes. Ah, so good. Amazing. And yeah, Shannon, you, you also do such an amazing job of that. Um, you know, just in the way that you teach and the way that you speak. And, um, I think that, I think that in a time where it's, it's a very interesting thing to watch because we're living in a time where, where it's more popular for somebody to say, I have the answers, come to me, here they are, you know, all this kind of stuff. It's less popular to be like, I don't have the answers, you you, you do. I can just be here potentially as a mirror for you. I don't know anything that you don't know. We all know this, you know, that's not as catchy almost. And so I think that it's, such a powerful thing. And this is what I try to really reflect to everybody that I talk to, to take the less kind of catchy popular road that maybe potentially you get more clients and you have more people coming your way, but it's not, that's not sustainable to me. That's, that's, there's a, there's an um, inauthenticity there. There's a, there's a disempowerment there. You're basically capitalizing off of disempowering other people. You know what I mean? So I think you, thank you for reflecting that for me, because that's really what I hope to do in everything that I do. And also you do an amazing, amazing job of that too. I think that's super important. Yeah. And I think, I think it comes down to when we have, so like I was saying, when we are following an authority, we're giving our power away to that authority, but then there's also people who assume authority roles and who want that power, who want, and, and it could almost be in a subconscious way, right? Like it might not even, I just know for me, like I've been doing this work for 10 years and I left Instagram just because it wasn't a, it wasn't a space for me anymore. But I remember, like, I think I had like, I was almost at 5,000 followers and it like haunted me. Cause I was like, how do I only have 5,000 followers? Like, I was just like, I need that K like I need to hit that 10 K it's been 10 freaking years. Like what the hell? Um, and then I did some collaborations, like some ghostwriting for like some really big accounts with millions of followers. And it was just like, it, it, I, I couldn't do it because yeah. it went against 
everything. Yeah. So I even had at one point, one of these accounts told me what I was writing wasn't um, positive enough. I needed to make it more positive. I needed to stop writing, you know, these, I think he even used the language like political horror news or something to me because I'm talking about these systems changing. Right. So I don't want to, it's not, it doesn't matter what they said yep. or what they didn't say. But yep. what I want to say is I have been on that journey myself yes. of choosing to stay true yeah. to we're all on an equal playing field. Yeah. And it, and, and that's, I think this new paradigm, um, of what it really is because, and, and again, too, I just want to say for anybody listening, because I feel like there's probably a lot of you who can resonate with this. Maybe you too, Emily, it's like, it can be hard to carve out that path. It can be hard to see, you know, like the Gabby Bernsteins or the big people who are selling out the Hay House authors, like, and they're doing great work. I'm not saying that they're necessarily one of those people, but yeah. when we see these, um, I call them the spiritual spice girls who are like, you know, <laughs> selling out the concerts and doing all the stuff and they're have an amazing business model and they've got PR and they've got it all. And they're, it's again, it's good in to an extent yeah. because it's empowering, uh, or it's bringing new information, but if you're not empowered mm -hmm. by it and you feel, and this is what Instagram was for me, it yeah. was, I felt like I was following all these people who are in my industry, who are in my niche yet. I would read their content and I would just feel disempowered or I would uh -huh. feel like I'm less than, or I, and I think that that's just the natural instincts, right? It just comes down to it. And for me now I'm in a place where I'm like every single person who I connect with is the, is, is, is the big thing, right? Even if it's my neighbor walking their dog, like if he really could just be in that moment on the ground, on the earth. Yeah. Um, and that was one other point I wanted to say too, back to the whole star seed conversation and how people sometimes assume that, you know, this whole otherworldly, I can bestow you with this information. Yeah. And I'm sure some of them can, but we're also all human. That's what I always like to say in the star seed conversation to yes. circle it back to we're also human. So even if you have memories of all these places, like you're, you're in, a human body right yep. now. Um, and so I think there's a certain uh, respect for other humans. That's really important because even though if I'm Palladian and I'm like, yeah, system buster, and I see my neighbors fully following these systems, you know, I have to remember, yeah, they're humans. I'm human. I'm not some like otherworldly thing. Like yeah. I'm bringing in otherworldly frequencies and I'm anchoring them to the planet. Yeah. But still fundamentally, I'm um, human. Yeah. And I'm real and it's not going to always be popular. And mm -hmm. final thought on that. And I love that you brought it up is that, you know, what measures popularity, right? Like what dictates popularity? Is it money or is it followers or is it yeah. my schedules booked? Because all those things mm -hmm. are again, these false metrics. They're not real, even yeah. money. Like it's, yeah. it's actually not real. So it's more to me like yes. now, and it took me like, again, like 10 years to get to this point where it's <laughs> like, I wake up and I'm like, okay, I'm creating my life and, yeah. and I've worked hard for it. And like I said, I don't care now. I did care for a long time, how many followers I have or don't have. Mm -hmm. It's like, I'm living in alignment yeah. with what my natural instincts, my star DNA, <laughs> my stardust, um, yeah. Yeah. wants to do. And I'm not in alignment all the time, but like in my work, I'm getting there more and yeah. more and more. And it yeah. is actually looks like less popularity, I would say, which yeah. is actually now I'm like, Oh, I don't even have to answer DMs and I don't have to do this stuff anymore. Like I do love email. So anyone can always email me and I will love here. Like I do love interacting. Yes. But 
there's a certain piece to it, but thanks for bringing that in. Cause I think yeah. it's really, a really relevant conversation that I have with a lot of people and yeah. a lot of people feel the same way where it's yeah. these, you know, these accounts that are meant to be empowering, leave everybody feeling disempowered. And I'm yes. like, hmm, maybe cause we're giving them our power. Hmm, what is that? <laughs> yes. Oh, so good. Well, I was going to bring that up just around, um, kind of exiting, uh, stage left on social media, which mm-hmm. I just think is so, you know, and I think it's very revolutionary as well, Shannon, because there is this narrative around if you don't have, you know, an Instagram account, then you're obsolete. And if you don't have, you know, an email list and your email, you know, it's just like there's all that in the spiritual space is kind of very. So when you when I when you told me that you were leaving, I was like, that is so fucking awesome. You know, I'm so happy for you. And and you had said that, like, you're just so much happier and clearer and and, you know, like there's so much your life and your everyday life, just as you've said, has been so enhanced. And so not saying, you know, everybody needs to go like delete all their social media accounts tomorrow. But I think that I I just love that you're, you're kind of, and I think that, you you know, you're very much um, you're ahead. And I think that there is going to be a movement of people coming off of the social media, you know, kind of things. And there's a lot there, even just with, anyway, it's, it's going downhill fast, I think, I think is, is what's happening there. And so I just, I, when I heard that and, and just to hear also that, that, um, that you were changing your relationship with, uh, you know, popularity, I think that's so amazing. And that's such a beautiful message for, for people who are listening to this, that, um, that that's possible for them too, you know, wherever you're at. Oh, I love that. Yeah. And I want to add too, like just from my experience, I left Instagram in December, but I found other places to play. This is the whole thing is it's like, I really, maybe someone can relate to this. I don't know, but I was thinking like Instagram was everything. Like it was really like the only thing that mattered, even things in my daily life. It was like, Oh, I'm getting this. Got to put it on Instagram or got to do this. Like it was controlling it was it was kind of um I will say no what controlling is the word but it's more it was um just like taking over um and now yeah I'm not on Instagram but I still am on um like I'm on telegram and there's amazing people on telegram I'm on medium which has become my new favorite place and it's a blogging platform so it's like social media but for writers and so there's so many amazing people and I've met all these connections and all and 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 so my message in this Mm -hmm. is that if you feel exactly exhausted by Instagram and you it's like, I'm, let's say this is to Shannon in December. <laughs> yes. You are Shannon in December who was like, I have to stay on Instagram. How could I not? I wouldn't have a connection to anybody. Here I am three months out and I have, I feel like I have more authentic connections. And this was a big game changer for me. I realized just because I'm not on Instagram, I still have a website. You yeah. know, I still, I still have so many things that the right people who want to find you will take the initiative to stay connected. And now that I'm on th- that sort of side to it, where the people who have chosen to remain connected, even like you, Emily, now it's like, we've done two episodes. And, yeah. and so it's like the right connections yes. become stronger. Yeah. And, and then you risk, then you value it. Because you see people like yourself, Emily, who reach out, who take the time, who want to be heard. And then it amplifies yeah. your own, my own self-worth of saying, right. oh yeah, I don't have to be like the Instagram, you know, flashy, got to get the story, got to catch the attention, got to, you know, jump in front of everybody. Yes. Instead, I can really take that seat within myself, which yeah. just comes back to everything I was saying of that natural instinct, the stardust within us, what we're made of and, and get on that vertical existence, really that vertical alignment and see what 
comes in yeah. from that and also move from that space towards what's aligned. So for me, it was like medium was aligned. So I moved on medium. Um, but I'm moving from that vertical alignment versus like the hustle chasing, gotta get the, you yes. know, whatever kind of. Yes. Yes. Oh, amazing. Well, speaking of, since we're on the topic, just as we're wrapping up here, so you have a website, I'll link that in the show notes. You also have a membership too, Cosmic Creatives yeah. Community. Yes. Can yeah. you talk about that really quickly and yeah. how people can so, get connected with you there? Yeah. Thanks for asking. So I call it the CCC and it's Cosmic Creatives Community. Um, and basically it's private membership space. And I say it's for those who want to create um, connection, clarity, and creative solutions. And so to me, um, I was always creating lots of content. Like on Instagram, I was, I was putting forecasts. I call them current energy updates. Yeah. Um, I do like full moon circles. So now CCC, which is at shannonhugman.com slash CCC, that's where all my content is. So I do write um, on medium and medium is actually a paid, you have to have a subscription. Um, you can, I think you can view like five free articles a month, but you yes. can also pay to have a subscription, but the CCC, I give you my articles for free. So you oh, also beautiful. have access to all my articles. So basically what CCC is, is it's a place, um, to come for my content. So every week I do a current energy update broadcast, talk about the week ahead. Um, every full moon, I do a broadcast every new moon. I put up a meditation. Um, all my articles are there for free. Um, I, and I do like little fun series. Like I did like a follow the moon series and I did like a astrology for self-acceptance we're doing now and, um, members get 50% off one-on-one sessions with me. So really what it's all about is connection, clarity, and creative solutions, because we can together really create those solutions. And I was, before I came on this uh, podcast, I was just doing some like creative writing and I was writing about, like, I asked like, what's my job here? And it was like, uh, the visual I got was like, you're like the Windex, like you're here to clean the windows <laughs> and then people can see through the window. Oh, so cool. CCC is the place where I'm like pretty much doing that. That's almost, almost exclusively now, uh, there for my content. Like I said, I'm still on medium and I'm still doing like interviews and stuff like this. Um, but yeah, this, and it's been so cool to see people come over there and I've had a lot of feedback of how much people enjoy it because it is a one-stop login place. So there's an intention behind it. Probably like you experience in yours too, is like people and me too, we're logging in for that. Whereas I've done a lot of private Facebook groups and even though they're private Facebook groups, you know, you're still going to see the notifications of the, what your cousin's doing to, you know, like whatever. And so, um, yeah, so CCC is pretty much where all my content is and it's regular content. So every week you hear from me, um, every new moon, full moon. And because I really do love to cultivate connections with the people who are, are showing up. Like I, I am now moving towards, again, you're in that you get 50% off sessions with me because I want to get to know you because I, it's not because I'm just trying to be like cheap or throw it away. It's because I genuinely want to show up for the people who are showing up, um, in that space, because I think we're all cosmic creatives and like, we can all create from our cosmic heritage, nature, star DNA, all that kind of stuff. But sometimes we need some Windex to just like help us understand, Mm -hmm. um, what's going on. So that's, yeah, that's shannonhugman.com slash CCC. And I do have, um, like there's, there's $10 a month options, um, and that you can pay in Canadian dollars, but then there's also an energy exchange program. So you could just click that, fill out the form, um, send it to me. It's really straightforward. Um, so if you have financial barriers or $10 a month isn't accessible, you are still invited. You are still welcome. Um, hundred percent. 
Beautiful. Oh, that's so beautiful. I love the, I love your accessibility. That's amazing. That's amazing. Well, that's, that's so, that's so gorgeous. And I would even love to hear more about it. That's amazing. Um, Shannon, this was so fantastic. Like every time, every time we get together and, and intermingle, it's always amazing. And I loved chatting with you and I learned so much and I learned so much every time. And just even having, you know, I got to go write some stuff down because <laughs> uh, just lots of breakthroughs as we've been talking. So thank you so much for coming on again. And I have a, a pretty good feeling that you'll be on again. Like you're actually my first repeat guest. Whoa, whoa, wow. Um, oh my gosh, that's such an honor. Yes. Yeah, that's awesome. So we'll have you back on. Thank you so much for being here. Yeah, thank you. And thank you to everybody who's listening. I just, last thing I want to say is um, it's significant that you're here listening to this, right? It's yeah. it's these little acts. I kind of started by saying this at the beginning, like mm -hmm. these little things like sleeping when we're tired or yeah. looking at the moon, like Emily, you said, or mm -hmm. showing up just to, even if you're like, I have no idea what she's talking about. Just the fact that you're here listening, like yeah. these are the things that are going to make the big changes or that I should actually reframe that to are making the big changes yeah. it's conversations like these it, and and thank you emily it's these spaces like these that are being created um to reach you know to change the channels to watch some other channels because there's like so much content going on all over the yes. dimensions <laughs> in all the dimensions and time it's like we have satellite or you know what are those like when we were kids we get all the channels now we're like wow that there's, times infinity there's, there, <laughs> there's so many channels there's so many channels so thank you for being on my channel shannon it was such a <laughs> Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Day.